Amen. Wasn't it great to hear from Kent today? Wasn't that great? We pray for him and Karen as they're serving there. And man, since 2009, isn't that exciting how that church has grown? And if you haven't seen their new facility, you need to go down and get off exit 12. Steve, are you around? Is it exit 12, Steve? It's exit 12 going down toward Morristown, right off to the left there. I haven't seen the new arena, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Pray for Steve. That's a vision he has for Cross Anchor. Love to have an arena ministry, so pray for him as he's serving at the Cowboy Church there at Cross Anchor. Thank you for being here. In your pews, you're going to see a new card. These are Connect cards. So on your bulletin, there is a Connect card, or you can use the one in their pew. We're going to be transitioning to our new cards. And so if you're a guest today or... If you would like a visit or you have a prayer request, there's all kinds of cards back there at the Welcome Center. Uh, there's praise if you want to share a praise with us. There's prayer cards. Uh, there's grow if you want to know more about groups. Next step, if you're interested about baptism or church membership, uh, there's serve card. There's sermon notes uh, for you if you want to take sermon notes. So they're all back there. And there's a basket at the welcome table, you can drop them in or you can put them in our worship boxes there at the door. And so we would love to learn your name. If you're a guest today, take time to fill this out and uh, that'll help us learn your name. And so, so thankful you're here today. We welcome those who are joining us online. I always want to say hi to my mom and my sister. They're always watching. So uh, my sister put pressure on me the other day. I was taking her doctor and she said, I always want to see what you're wearing on Sunday. So I thought, Man, that's a lot of pressure for my sister to want to know what I'm wearing. So I wore a tie just for her today, all right? And so we welcome all you who are listening online. And so thank you for joining us. We got to be together today, uh, 8.30. That was my call today. Uh, if, if you didn't like it, it was my call. If you liked it, we canceled 8.30. It was the deacon's call, okay? And so I was just concerned about the low temperatures and if there's any black ice on any of our back roads. And so we'll be back to our normal schedule next week and all through the rest of the year we'll have 8 30 service 9 30 sunday school and then 10 30 worship and it's kind of nice to be together today i know a lot of folks stayed home because of the cold concerned about the roads and so they're with us as well today and we welcome all of our guests today next sunday will be a blessing for you at the 8 30 service we'll have a retired our retired James Hensley will be preaching at 8.30. He served him and Penny in Venezuela for over 20 years. And so he'll be preaching at the 8.30 service. Patrick will be preaching at the 10.30 service. Jen and I are going away just for the weekend uh, for spring break. And so we'll be praying for you. And you get to hear these guys. And I know they'll be a blessing to you. And then we'll be back the following week, March the 27th. We'll be back after that weekend. We'll be here the 27th back preaching. And then that night, March the 27th, we're having our family table at 6 o'clock, March the 27th. We're going to have our family meal together. It'll also be our church conference, our business meeting. We'll be presenting all of our new members over the last several months. And so it will be a celebration. So put that down. Also, we'll be together two more times this year. We'll only have one service twice unless we have cold temperatures or snow or something. But May the 1st, we will be worshiping at the park. So we'll go to Laurel Run and we'll have worship together. The deacons are going to feed us lunch and then we'll baptize in the river. 
And so I'm looking forward to that celebration May the 1st. And then August the 7th, we'll do it again. We'll go back and worship in the park again and have river baptism. And I think the deacons will serve us breakfast that day. And we'll have Lord's Supper as well in the park. So those are two times we'll be back together. But it is wonderful to be together today. And so thank you for coming out in the cold weather and allowing us to worship together. Find in your Bibles 1 John chapter 5. Things, car show registration has begun. So go on the website to our social media. Let folks know they can go register. It's a free registration. You get a free t-shirt. So if you know somebody who's unchurched, uh, I know I was talking to one of my, a friend the other day, and he's invited a, a man, a friend of his who's unchurched. He's invited him to the car show because he's got an old car. And so you let folks know about our car show rally at the Ridge. That'll be April the 30th. Registration is opened. Also, our impact Saturday is coming up April the 2nd. And we got a lot of stuff to do. Man, we need your help. We need all, all ages coming and helping us that Saturday. We got a bunch to do around the church. We got a bunch to do at our widows. We got people in our community. We've got work to do on April the 2nd. We'll have breakfast at 830 and then we'll send you out to some places to serve. And uh, we're just so excited we get to do that together. Well, we're talking about faith today. Our series has been the evidence of faith. And so we're going to look at this March the 27th. We'll be back in 1 John. And then we're going to take three weeks off for Easter. And we're going to focus on the cross for three weeks. And then we'll come back to 1 John and finish up. First, second, third John, as we're studying through it together. But we've been talking about evidence of our faith. We've talked about several things John has talked to us about. This is how you can know that you belong to God. This is how you can know that you've been born again. And so we're going to continue that as we look in First John. Look at verse 2 through verse 5. We read verse 1 last week. And we're talking about faith. The weather is a reminder of the need of faith. And our faith is just not some faith in anything. We're talking about faith in Jesus. We're talking about faith in a faithful God. We're talking about a faith that's in something that matters, and that's Jesus. And so thinking about the weather, I just thought about this as I drove to church this morning. You know, on Friday, it was 70 degrees, right? We were out working in the yards, and then just a few hours later, we had four inches of snow. And that's the way life is. Life can change that quick, can't it? I mean, everything's just, you know, sunshine. And then it could just change in a moment with, without even any notice. Winter can come. Storm can come. Difficulties can come. And so the importance of day of our subject, the evidence of our faith is faith. Faith is what is our shelter when the storm comes, our, our shelter when the season changes, unexpected shelter of when life, as the video said, just is so uncertain and there's so much unknown and, and we're tempted to worry and to be concerned. But today we're going to be encouraged to be a people of faith, to trust in a faithful God. So let's read the passage here and then we're going to pray. Let me just mention prayer request because we'll pray as soon as we read the scripture. So remember Donna Hill, her mom, Carol Robinson, passed away. They'll be ready. And that's from 2 to 3 here at Ridgeview. And then the funeral will be at 3 o'clock. So remember Donna Hill 
and Jeff and their family. Remember Zach breeding? He had to go back to Vanderbilt. Uh, they found some more, and this was a 14-year-old part of our church, found some more blood clotting. So pray for Zach and his family. Continue to pray for Isabel. And remember, Caleb will be going the 18th this week for MRI, so pray for Caleb. Remember Daniel Phillips, uh, still in Thailand. Is that where we're still at right now, Jenny? Awesome. I would repeat that, but I can't pronounce it, so I would say that. And so he's doing well. Uh, tell him we'd love to see, have a video Wednesday. We'd love to hear from him if he gets a chance. Yeah. So pray for Daniel as he's ministering with Compassionate Hope, a team there in Thailand, and you pray for him. And John Parrott, uh, Bonnie gave me an update this morning. Kathy is asking for churches to pray that he will wake up. So they took him off some of the sedation, and so his, his vitals are staying stable, but they need him to wake up. So pray specifically for John and for Kathy. All right, so let's look in the passage. So 1 John chapter 5, verse 2 through 5. And remember our young people. There's 28 gone today uh, on a youth retreat. They'll be coming back today. So let's pray for those who are on the youth retreat. So here's what John says. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. It's a little different way of saying that. So when we We'll love God. We've talked about that last week. But here he's saying, when we love God and keep his commandments, it shows that we love his children. Verse 3, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. He said that in verse 2. He says it again, keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. They're not heavy. But whatever or whoever is born of God overcomes the world. That word overcomes there that we're going to see two other times is the same word that we saw Wednesday in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. They overcometh by the blood of the Lamb. They overcometh by their witness. It's also the word overcome, and we see the first when we read about the, the different churches in Revelation. This word overcome here in the Greek, the root, is what we know of the word Nike, okay? And so Nike, like the shoes you wear or the little swoosh on your shirt, is a Greek word, and it means victory. It means overcoming. It means triumph. It means to conquer. And so here he's talking about how we are overcomers, we who are born of God. He says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. What is it? Our faith. That's where our subject is today. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the reading of your word. Thank you for the power. Lord, it will cut to the deep of our hearts. It will convict us. Lord, we pray it will convict us today. And we pray that it will convict those that are here that are lost. Or maybe they're listening online. Or maybe they're listening to this podcast three weeks from today, Lord, we just pray that your word will go forth and we know that it will not return void. We thank you that you are faithful God. We worship you today and we focus on being a people of faith. Faith, we are saved by, in Jesus alone, in grace alone, by faith alone. Faith 
Ephesians tells us we are saved by grace through faith. Lord, thank you for the, for the gift of faith. And Lord, we celebrate today that we are a people of faith. And we are a people of faith in a faithful God. You are faithful, God. Thank you. We thank you. We celebrate your son Jesus today and his death for us and his resurrection and change in our lives. And Lord, we celebrate what you're going to do in this service. We thank you for, Lord, the Sunday school today and how the word of God was taught. And we thank you for all of our teachers and those in the preschool and the children and youth. And Lord, thank you. And Lord, we thank you for those who are serving in the preschool even now so others can hear the preaching and can worship. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in Kent and Karen's life and at Circle C. Thank you for this new arena. And we pray, Lord, you would use it for your glory and that many cowboys and cowgirls will come to know Christ and, and folks will come that will never come in this church building. But they'll sit on the back of a horse and hear the gospel. And, and Lord, we pray for Kent and Karen and the ministry there. We pray for Steve and Debbie, and we pray, Lord, for this dream and vision of an arena for Cross Anchor. We pray, Lord, that you would provide. And, Lord, you would just do a great work for your glory. Lord, we celebrate what you are doing and those that you've sent out from our church. We, we celebrate, that, Lord, the ministry, the kingdom. It's not about just this local body, but it's about the ministry in the world. We thank you for our missionaries. Lord, the church will hear from James and Penny next week. And thank you for missionaries like them who faithfully serve all around the world sharing the gospel. We pray, Lord, thanking you for our missionaries. Bless them, protect them. Thank you for Daniel as he's there in Thailand. We pray you would bless him and protect him and use him. Lord, we pray your hand upon him. Bless his family as they're apart. And Lord, use him for your glory. Lord, we pray for our military, our medical folks, all of our... All of our first responders, all of our teachers and ministrators, bless each one, Lord. We pray for our nation. As we can't pray, we pray for peace in this world. Lord, knowing that only will come when you return. Lord, we pray for our young people and Patrick and Jennifer and their leadership and their team. And Lord, I pray that you would speak in them as they minister and as they serve together this weekend. And for the young people, I pray, Lord, you would just draw them closer to you. Thank you for our students and all of our young people and our college students. Bless each of them. Now, from your word, I pray you would teach us and draw us closer to you. We lift up the names that's been mentioned. We pray for these young people, for Zach, for Isabel, for Caleb. We pray that you would be with them. Lord, we pray for Donna's family as they grieve that you would comfort. We pray, Lord, for John and for Kathy. And we pray, Lord, that he would, if it's your will, that he would wake up even right now. Lord, that he would just begin to wake up and be able to communicate. So bless this family. Lord, thank you for those who join us online. Thank you for our time together. May you bless it and get glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, three things we're going to look at today when we think of faith. We're going to talk about we as overcomers, we who are born of God. We're going to see three things. We who are born of God, love God. We who are born of God, obey God. And we who are born of God, trust God. And that's what we're going to look at in this passage. We've been doing some sign language every Sunday this year. And so our theme this year is we are family. So we are a family. And so for our new families... This is the sign language for family. We are family, okay? And we talked about how that we're together. 
And this is the sign language for together. We are together. We are saying that we are, we believe together, we belong together, and we're better together. We're doing life together. We're, we're together in this life. And so we're serving together and we're growing together. We're encouraging together. We're our community together. We're doing life together. Last week we talked about uh, church and we gave the sign language for church. My mind just went blank. So we talked about uh, the C, I believe, and we do a fist. Is this right, Nancy? Am I doing right? C. So we bounce twice, right? Something like that. On your hand. So twice my mind just went blank. I didn't practice church. So this is church. Okay. So today is faith. So take your right hand and make the F. Okay. And so you're going to put your hand there and you're going to start with your finger and then you're going to switch to this. So this is faith. Okay. So faith. So that means faith. All right. So today we're talking about faith. I read about the African impala, the animal, the creature. Uh, not a Chevy Impala, but an African Impala. And so this creature can jump almost 10 feet. It can jump up to 10 feet. It's like a, an antelope or something is what it looks like. And so it could jump up to 10 feet. And it can jump a distance of like 30 feet, more than 30 feet. But what's interesting, what I was reading about it, the illustration about it was that this animal, the Impala, can be kept in a zoo with a three-foot fence, a three-foot wall where they can't see through. Because that impala is not going to jump if it can't see where its feet's going to land. If it can't see what's ahead, it will be enclosed and entrapped behind this wall. So when we are willing to go where we cannot see, Faith is believing that God is in control, even of the unknown, and we trust him knowing that what's ahead, he's already been there and he's in control and we trust him, even when we can't see. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's happening in our community, in our world, in our country, but we trust him. And when we trust him, we have peace. Our faith is in a faithful God. And so that is going to be what we're talking about today is a faith that will help us to step out into the unknown and with confidence and with peace of knowing he's in control and I can trust him. So let's talk first off, and as we talk about overcomers, the word Nike, we're thinking about what describes an overcomer? Who is the one who has victory in this world? Who is the one who overcomes? Well, there's three things that we've said. And the first one is this. Those born of God, overcomers, will love God. First John has been all about love. It's been all about we're to love God. It's been all about how God loves us. It's been all about if we love God, we'll obey his commandments. It's all about, like we talked about last week, when we love God, we'll love the people of God. Let's just review. Last week we said, God is love. That's what 1 John says. So God is love. It's part of who he is. It, it describes him. It's his light, he's truth, and he's love. And so God is love. So he created Adam and Eve out of love. He did not create them because he needed them. God is, is in need of nothing. Can you say amen? 
He's in need of nothing. Now, he desires glory. He, he desires our obedience. But he is in need of nothing. He created Adam and Eve so he could love them. He created them to love them. And so there we see the beautiful part. God is love. Chapter 4 of 1 John verse 19 says, We love God because he first loved us. So love begins with God. God is love. So when we think about humankind, all of us have some capacity to love because we were made in the image of God. Even unbelievers have some capacity to love because they were made in the image of God. God is love. And so God created Adam and Eve to, to love. To love. First John teaches us if we love God back, then we obey God. To love is to obey. To obey is to love. So Adam and Eve rejected the love of God and they chose to disobey God. They chose to eat of the forbidden fruit and disobey God. So they did not respond in love. Because of that, man and woman and young person, everybody that's been born of a man and a woman, we are sinners. We are born with a sinful nature. We choose to says, all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. So we're all separated from God. We're all deserving the judgment of God, which is hell. That's who we are. But then, once again, we see God's love. Romans says, God demonstrated his love toward us. He displayed his love toward us. While we were yet sinners, church, what's the rest of that say? Christ died for us. God, once again, shows his love for us because he is love and he sent his son Jesus. Jesus, fully God, who has always existed. He, he is part of the Godhead, the Son, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. The Son was born of a virgin. But now remember, he has always existed. He was there at creation. He's always existed. But he took on flesh and he became human, fully human, fully God, deity. He lived a sinless life. He willingly went to the cross to die for our sins, sacrificed for our sins, so that we could be restored in our relationship with our Creator. He was buried and He rose the third day, and He ascended to the Father, and He sits at the right hand, interceding for us. So now, we, like Adam and Eve, we have a choice. The gospel, Jesus came to die for us, to give His life for us. He rose again. He, we think about for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We have a choice. Do we respond in faith? Do we respond by receiving this gift of salvation? Do we respond in faith? And Look in, let's see, Luke chapter 10. Let's look at a passage in Luke chapter 10. And some of you are saying, man, we've heard this. Through 1 John so many times. Well, I think when we hear John repeating it and we'll look in the gospel of John, he repeats the same thing. It's because of the importance of it. We need to understand we need to be a people who love God. We respond back to him in love. Luke 10, verse 25 through 28. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. That's Jesus stood up and tested Jesus saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? 
And so the, the lawyer answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor also. And he said to him, Jesus said to him, You have answered rightly, do this, and you will live. We are called, overcomers are called to love God back. He loves us, and he sent his son Jesus for us. We respond in faith, and we respond in love. We respond, respond by receiving by faith that which Jesus did for us. And we're called to love him. We respond in love. Look what it says there. Love all that we are. Our hearts, our soul, our strength, our mind. When we are born of God, when we are overcomers, then what describes an overcomer is one who loves God. And this passage in Luke lines up with the passage in 1 John that we talked about last week. If we love God, we respond in love back to him by receiving him, by believing in him in faith, then we also will love one another. I said that everyone has some, some capacity to love because we were made in his image. But only those who are born of God can love like God does. Only when the love of God has been placed in our life through Jesus Christ and through the working of the Holy Spirit, can we love one another? We can love our enemy. We can love our neighbor. We love the people of God because now the love of God is in us. And so evidence that we are overcomers is when we love God and we love others. Now go back to 1 John. That's just a review. We've already talked about that. But the importance of loving God and so, right along with that is if we love God, then we will obey God. The second thing is those born of God, overcomers, will obey God. Look in your passage in 1 John. He said this several times in our study together. But God, when he emphasizes something, he'll repeat it. And he's telling us again, hey, church, you need to get this. If you love God, then you'll obey God. When you obey God, it's evidence that you love God. And so th there's no stutter here. There's no gray area. God says to the people of God, obedient. You're to obey the word of God. There's no ifs, buts, or ands. There's no justifying disobedience. It doesn't matter if it's legal. It doesn't matter if the world says it's okay. It doesn't matter if it's popular. It doesn't matter what trend on social media. We are called to be obedient to the commands of God. Look what he says in verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Verse 2. If we love God, we keep his commandments. We're called to be a people who are obedient. One commentary, one preacher said it this way, talks about us obey, obeying. He says, sometimes it is easier to lay down our lives than to lay down our wills. It's easier to lay down our lives than to lay down our wills. Lord, I surrender to you. When we call him Lord, we surrender in obedience to what his word has said. This is what God says. And I'm to obey it. We are to be a people who obey. And Jesus talks about this. Look in the gospel of John, the same writer. Look in the gospel of John, John chapter 14. And then we'll look at a verse in John chapter 15. 
Jesus talks a lot about, if you love me, you obey me. John chapter 14, what a great chapter. I'll probably be bringing a message at the funeral today from John chapter 14. Verse 21, he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Jesus makes it clear. When you keep my commandments, it's evidence that you love Jesus. If we sing, oh, how I love Jesus, then that means we're to obey him. We obey his commandments. Look on down in verse 23 and 24, the same chapter. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Look in chapter 15. Look at verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Look at uh, verse 14. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Now, let's make sure we remember what we've been talking about on this whole journey. Obedience is not what saves you. You're not going to get into heaven because you say, well, I obeyed the word. You're going to get into heaven because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of his righteousness was placed on your account when you put faith in Jesus and you trusted in him. That's the only way to get to heaven. But evidence that we've been saved is that we are obedient. Jesus makes clear we're to obey the word. Go back to 1 John. Notice something he tells us about his willingly and not grudgingly. He says, my commandments are not burdensome. Think about the Pharisees. The same word is used for the burden that they put on the people. The Pharisees put all this burden on the people. They, they buried them down with the have-tos and the nots and the you have to do this and you can't do this and blah, blah, blah. And it's burden. Jesus comes along and he says, take my yoke upon you. You who are heavy laden, you who have this burden up on you, take my yoke upon you and rest. You see, young people, the commandments of Jesus is what's best for you. When he says to you, don't go down that path, but go this path. He does it because he loves you and he knows down that path is sorrow, destruction and pain. And this is the path for you because he created you and he knows you. And so moms and dads and grandparents, we need to recognize his commandments are not burdensome. They shouldn't, we shouldn't grudgingly obey God. It should be willingly. It's not a have to, it's a want to. I obey because I love Jesus. I obey because of what he's done for me. We, we should be obedient we should be a people who are, it's not burdensome, but it's delightful. With our obedience, we glorify God. That's why we were created, to glorify God. And when you obeyed today, those who are online and you who are in this sanctuary, you obeyed. Don't forsake the assembly of yourself together. You chose to set aside time today to come to worship and to be under the preaching and teaching of God's word. You obeyed today. Whether you listen now, whether you listen a week from now, you're obeying by being together with God's people. We talked about that last week. 
there's a blessing of obedience. There's a blessing that comes when you're baptized. We're going to have baptism May the 1st, but we can baptize any Sunday. When you're baptized, it's an act of obedience. It's not what saves you, but it's evidence that you've given your faith to Christ because you desire to obey him because he commanded us to be baptized. And so here we see that we're to love. It's not to earn his acceptance, but it's for his glory. Overcomers love God. And because they love God, they obey God. Willfully, joyfully, thankfully. It's not a burden, but it's a blessing. Young people, it's a blessing that comes when we obey God. And so we're called to be a people who obey God. Third thing is, notice in your scripture, those born of God, overcomers will trust God. They trust God. Look in the passage there. Look in verse 5. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That trusting God. That believing. That's how we're saved. We're saved by faith. We're saved in trust. We talked several weeks ago about our witness about our testimony. Jesus, you are the Christ. You are the Son of God. You're the Messiah. And so here again, we see it. Who is it that overcomes? It is the one who believes. The one who trusts. That trust is how we're saved. To trust in Jesus. To believe in Him. And so we're thinking here about faith. We said Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. How did they overcome? By the blood of the Lamb. By their witness. And so we're talking about faith, believing in Jesus. When we have faith, we can overcome. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we overcome sin. We're saved from our sin. When we are a people of faith, we overcome this world. We overcome Satan. And we overcome death. Do you know what? Death it has no sting now. Amen? We are overcomers through Jesus Christ. We have victory. We have conquered because of Jesus. Now, will, will we lose a battle every once in a while daily? Yes, we'll struggle daily sometimes. And we may lose a battle, but we are still conquerors. Because we repent and we have a fresh new beginning and we're living and growing. And so we're thinking about our faith. Look in Hebrews chapter 11. And that's the great chapter of faith. If you've not read Hebrews 11, you need to. It's just a great rundown of history about men in the Old Testament, men and women in the Old Testament. But I want you to see the story of Abraham. We're studying about this with our senior adult Bible study on Tuesdays. And if you're a senior adult, we are having lunch this coming Tuesday. And so all of our senior adults, even if you haven't ever been to a Bible study, come join us. Come join us for lunch Tuesday, 11 o'clock, and be in our Bible study. And it'll be like the five loaves and the fishes, and God will multiply that potato and salad. And we'll have enough for you, okay? Hebrews 11, 8 through 12. By faith, Abraham, what's the next word there in your reading? Obeyed. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Here's what Abraham did. He trusted. He stepped out. 
He believed what God said and he obeyed. To love God is to obey God. To obey God is to love God. Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. The African impala won't jump where he can't see. We are like Abraham. We are called to be a people of faith. We go where we cannot see. We move ahead in a people with confidence and peace of knowing we're trusting God, a faithful God. And so he went where he knew not where he was going. Verse 9, as in foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Reminds us, like Abraham, we are a sojourner. This is not our home. Can you say amen, church? We've got us a tent here. But man, we're ready to fold up our tent and go home to that heavenly home when God calls us. But at that time, we'll keep living in these tents, but this is not our home. Look what he says in verse 10. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hey, we live here and we, we enjoy this place and we're happy for our families and the things we have. But you got to recognize we're pilgrims. Don't get so attached. Steve was talking about it, thinking about the cowboys in the olden days when they was on a wagon train. They couldn't carry all their stuff with us. They had to get rid of that stuff to make the trip. Don't get so attached to stuff here that you're holding on because we're just pilgrims. There ain't nothing here you can't do without, and you ought to have that attitude. There's nothing I can't do without. It all belongs to you, God. And I'm a pilgrim and a sojourner. I'm a dweller in a tent. I'm, going for a, I'm looking for a home that you've prepared. Verse 11. Now, don't get me wrong. Nothing wrong with having a house. Nothing wrong with having things. And nothing wrong with being successful. Abraham was successful. Nothing wrong with that at all. But keep it in the right perspective. Don't live for this world. This world was created for us to enjoy, to bring him glory in our lives. But man, be looking for that. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. She was 90 because she judged him faithful who had promised. He is faithful who has promised. Church, is God been faithful who has promised? Can you say amen to that? He is faithful. Verse 12, therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. So think about it in our lives. Think about Abraham here. Think about he obeyed. He went where he didn't know. He went by faith and he trusted God. And I love this. Because he trusted God, he would leave an inheritance for all those who followed Hey, senior adults, when you trust God, you're leaving an inheritance for your kids and your nieces and nephews and your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, an inheritance. Grandma and Grandpa trusted God. There's a blessing that comes. Those who are born of God, who are over, we are overcomers because we trust God. This is a faith that's an enduring faith. It's a faith that continues. It's a faith that endures. It's a faith that perseveres. It sustains us. And so when you think about trusting God, I loved what one commentary says. It says, we trust those that we know. 
to know over these 16 years, there's a trust that's been built. I, I could trust you. If I needed something, I know I could call on you. And you know you could call on me. We've built a trust. But if I meet a guy at Walmart, never met him before, and he, he wants me to loan him some money, I would have a hard time loaning him that money because I don't know him. We trust Jesus more and more because we know him more and more. If your faith is weak, get to know Jesus more. Spend time praying in his word, in his family, serving. We know him more. A couple of things just in closing here, thinking about faith. The trials of life provide opportunity to guarantee our faith. Thinking about storms that come in our life. Thinking about the, the cold weather that comes and the seasons that come. And, and unexpected, the storms confirm our faith. It gives us guarantee that this is genuine faith. It is saving faith. If your faith will not hold up in a fire, if it will not hold up in the storms of life, then it's not genuine saving faith and you have an opportunity to truly trust in Christ. It's an opportunity like the parable of the sower. Those, some of those seeds in shallow ground couldn't stand the heat. If your faith doesn't stand the test of time and the storm, then it's not saving faith and you need to recognize that. It's a holds up, then it's a guarantee of your faith. Last of all, the trials of life provide opportunity to grow our faith. Storms grow our faith. We get to know Jesus more because we get closer to him and that storm, we want to draw up closer to him and we know him more. John Parrott, who we prayed for today, I had asked several older preachers to give me thoughts about what they've learned on their journey to share with our young preachers. And I love this statement. I just really stuck with me. Here's what John Parrott said. Learn that stones hurled at you can become stepping stones. Stones hurled at you can become stepping stones. When life, when the enemy, when stones are hurled at you, know that our faith in God will make them, can make them stepping stones. That we grow in our faith. We grow in our ministry. We grow becoming more like Jesus. One commentary had this inscription that was in a Lutheran church that was built in the 1200s. I want you to hear this, and this is going to close our time together. Here was what it was inscribed in this Lutheran church. Ye call me master, and obey me not. Ye call me light, and see me not. Ye call me way, and walk me not. Ye call me life, and desire me not. Ye call me wise, and follow me not. Ye call me fair, and love me not. Ye call me eternal, and seek me not. You call me gracious and trust me not. You call me noble and serve me not. You call me mighty and honor me not. You call me just and fear me not. Listen to the last line. If I condemn you, blame me not. It really stuck with me. <laughs> I think about oftentimes we will say these things about Jesus, yet we won't trust him. Fellow overcomers, today's a brand new day. 
We who are born of God are to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, all our strength. We're to love God. We're to love others. We're to obey God. Obey Him because we love Him. And then we're to trust Him. Today's a brand new day. Let's don't dwell in the past. Let's not beat ourselves up. Let's say from this day forward, as an overcomer, one who is born of God, I will love Him and I will obey Him and I will trust Him. Would you recommit to that today? Would you? If you're here and you're lost today and you're not a believer, maybe you're listening online, then I would just encourage you that today you can become an overcomer with us. 1 John 1.12, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Today you can be born of God. Right there in your living room or right here in the sanctuary, you can respond to the love he has for you and receive. Repenting of your sins, confessing your sin, and trusting in Jesus as Lord and Savior. We are overcomers. Today's a brand new day for us to live as victorious overcomers. Would you stand with me for prayer? Jesus, we overcome through the power of the blood of the Lamb and by our witness and by our willingness to lay down our lives. Lord, let us be a people who not only are willing to lay down our lives, but to lay down our wheels in obedience to you. Lord, a brand new day, an opportunity to recommit to be a people of obedience. If there's sin in our life, let us confess it today. Lord, if there's things we need to start doing or stop doing, let us start that today. Lord, if there's any here that's lost, may you draw them to you through your Holy Spirit. And Lord, may they respond in faith. It is not by might, it is not by our strength, it is by faith. We are saved by grace through faith. Lord, may you do a saving work today. Whatever you accomplish in these few moments, it is for your glory. We pray in the name of Jesus. Just keep your heads bowed for just a few moments.